0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you're listening to us for the first time, please be aware that the audio quality of our earlier episodes leaves something to be desired. If you would rather skip all the episodes where the sound isn't at its best, then please skip ahead to episode six. If the quality isn't too offensive, then enjoy the earlier episodes where we figure out the game. Thank you for joining the chaos.
1: Welcome to episode zero of the Chaotic Goodness Podcast, a game of wildly random proportions featuring an unhinged crew, uncharted worlds, and highly questionable cargo. Let the chaos begin. Welcome to our podcast, an actual play sci fi game set in the tabletop role playing system called Uncharted Worlds, powered by the Apocalypse and created by Sean Gomez. Our gameplay will be brought to you in 45 minute ish episodes, releasing every Monday. Come join our table, and I'll start with the introductions. My name is Kim, and I'll be playing Flossie Lead.
2: My name is James, I'll be playing Henthal,
3: and I prefer briefs to boxers. My name is Steven, I'll be playing Dr. Arthur
0: Ezekiel the Third. My name is Chad, I will be playing Gideon Nyko.
4: I'm Christy, and I am playing Ren.
0: Uh Obviously, we're going to be playing Uncharted Worlds, so this game is a little bit different in that instead of one person using a pre-existing setting and creating the plot, NPCs, and adversaries, the entire gaming table collaborates on creating an engaging story. The only way to know what happens is to play the game. The cool thing about this game is only the players roll the dice, so whoever is being the game master only determines what negative consequence happens based on the dice rolls that the players make. Typically the rules in this game, a roll of 6 on 2d6 plus your stat or lower indicates failure. A 7 to 9 is a partial success or a success with some kind of consequence. A 10 or higher is a complete success. We're also going to do this game in round robin style. When one storyline is finished, at the beginning of the next game, we're going to roll a die, and whoever's number comes up takes control of the game. We anticipate things getting very interesting in that regard. We're just going to go right into it. The one thing about this game that you have to do at the beginning and why we're having an episode zero is we have to create the universe. If you want to make an apple pie from scratch, first you must create the universe couple of questions that I have for the group to lead us through this whole thing and how to create this campaign. What type of setting are we going to play? Are we going to be mostly planet-based in a city, in some kind of space colony, a starship, a grand starship, or a little one?
3: I like the idea of being spacefaring, agreed. Nomads. nomads, nomads,
0: nomads, space nomads with a with a ship, a prayer, and freedom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like you that. can't take this guy from me. <laughs> we will not go any further on that. It's copyrights. <clears throat> All right. So fundamental belief. Yes. There you go. You can't take that thing from me. So that's our setting we're starting on a spaceship we'll get to that next is character creation so character creation in this game takes a couple of steps doesn't take as long as some other games do and typically the way character creation starts is first you choose two careers i'm using the core book right now so you have a choice of careers such as Academic, clandestine, commercial, explorer, industrial, military, personality, scoundrel, starfarer, and technocrat. Each career has a series of skills under it. At Character Creation, you choose two careers, pick three skills from the combination of the two. And then after you're done with that, you choose a character origin, which is the conditions that formed your character during their primary years. Your choices are advanced, brutal, colonist, crowded, galactic, impoverished, privileged, productive, regimented, and rustic. We will explain that as uh, we... explain our characters. Uh, After character creation, you assign your stats. Your stats are Metal, Physique, Interface, Influence, Expertise, and that's it. Each one governs a different thing. You assign a different numerical value to that. Plus one, plus one, plus two, plus zero, and minus one. Then you choose Assets items, things that you start the game with, then you come up with a name, a brief description, and how your character is going to advance in experience. We'll just go around the table and have everyone introduce their character, say a little bit about their skills, stats if they want to, but definitely talk about your starting assets. Kim, do you want to start us off? I'll try.
1: Flossie. Uh, she is a scoundrel psychic.
0: Okay. Um, And psychic is a career from the far beyond humanity, uh, the extension of the game. And when people take something from far beyond humanity, we will mention it.
1: And her origin is brutal. Uh, okay.
0: So your character grew up in an environment that was very harsh. Yes. Okay. Uh, What skills do you have?
1: Sneak attack, probe, compel, and assassination. Uh, What do those skills do? With sneak attack, um, that gives her the ability to, in the book, get the drop on someone, and I think that describes it really
0: well. Oh, you mean like a snack them, a snack them. attack them in a <laughs> sneaky manner?
1: It is possible that I may attack them with a snack. However, yes, yes with a, in a sneaky manner.
0: Yes. Sure. You sneak up behind somebody in the ship and it's like, look, man, you really need the snickers. Yes, okay. exactly. There we go. Exactly. All right. You got the hangry.
1: Mm-hmm. And then there's Probe. Um, and with Probe, uh, Flossie can grasp onto someone's head and forcefully access their mind.
0: Sounds interesting.
1: Indeed. And with Compel, uh, she can command any group or individual.
0: Interesting. So what assets are you starting with?
1: Uh, So she's starting with an infiltration kit, and uh, she will also have a bit of a patchwork armor that she's created with bits and pieces that she's scavenged, as well as some throwing knives. All
0: right. All right. Moving on. James... I am playing Henthal.
2: Um He is an ascended simian, Uh simian with a human. No okay. one knows that, he appears completely normal. Okay. So,
0: and this is also something from far beyond the humanity. It's an alien so, species. Yes. Okay. Technically. Okay. Simian. Two species, one body. Quick Super question. Efficient. Do the other players not, know not they're simian? No? Not a oh, we have no idea. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> So, what are your, uh, your career so origin? My, my, my two, two careers, careers are Starfarer and Consul. Consul also
2: comes from far beyond humanity. And uh, my origin is privileged. Um, my skills are joining. Basically, I uh, symbiote can leave the current body and dive into another one and take control of them. There's you know, successes and failures associated with that. It's pretty nifty. Um, I also have uh, decorum.
0: Which is basically just,
2: you know, super fancy. You know how to handle myself in fancy-ish situations that come from the privileged background. Um, from the Starfare back, uh, career, I got a custom flyer, a uh, class 2 shuttle with a turret, a workspace, which we designated a med bay. And it's super agile. And then from the console back, uh, career, I got linguist, so I can actually communicate with pretty much anything.
0: Did you mention your other assets? Um. Not yet. No, I have uh, my basic
2: attire is a it's just formal wear, We're just ready to meet with any dignitaries or fancy people at any point, which also happens to be class one armor mesh weave, All super right. sneaky. Um, he has a class one heavy weapon or a heavy assault rifle, essentially. Oh, I'm sorry, a class two. Aha, assault rifle. It has a burst and it's penetrating. Um, the shuttle has a class one heavy weapon that has the uh, sustained feature. So I can just lay down massive amounts of paint in a short period of time. I think that was all of the equipment. Oh, and then um, Navigations was the...
0: uh, Your workspace. Workspace that I chose. Oh, that's right. Everybody chooses a workspace. Uh, What is Flossie's workspace?
1: So she has on the ship some hidden compartments. Ah. Sneaky. Um, yo yes. Quite
0: sneaky. Okay. So things can be hidden on the ship in random places. As well as Flossie, yes. As well as Flossie. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And Steve, tell us about your character.
3: So I am playing Dr. Arthur Ezekiel Third. He is from a crowded background. I took academic and commercial as my character skills for the origin of uh, Crowded. I got a contacts skill, so I, can ha- I have contacts and acquaintances basically everywhere we will wind up. I can introduce a new NPC and interact with, it, with them. I took a marketing skill so that when arriving in a civilized area, I can find a marketplace of either elite goods... Secretive goods or a motivated marketplace, just buy quick and buy and sell quick, a few questions asked. I took the chemistry skills so that I can create medicine and drugs to help support my team, but it's also part of what the background I thought of for this character was galaxy wide pharmaceutical representative, go and sell drugs, which again, that marketing. Uh, commercial background is where I'm going and I took a surgery skill to help keep the rest of the team alive as needed useful for this group definitely (laughs) Uh, my workspace on board the ship is a a laboratory that allows me to manufacture drugs medicine, poison whatever is called on
0: great okay
3: Right. For, for assets, I took just a basic uniform representing the company that I work for. I have a short range runabout uh, flyer, a, a set of uh, shock gloves so that I can punch somebody and stun them that way, and then a research kit with pieces to research, research analyze, you know, chemical, chemically analyze,
0: etc., okay. etc. Interesting. So you're the, you're our smart guy. Okay. You're the medical guy. So I'm actually playing the technical guy. Uh, Gideon, uh, his careers are technocrat and industrial, which means he's good with computers and machines. Uh, his origin, he's is also crowded, uh, Wow, a lot of people on crowded. He grew up on a space station. Uh, let's see. So skills that he has: uh, repair from industrial. He can install replacement parts, fix critical failures in machinery. Program. He can program computer systems to do things in reaction to a trigger. Uh, he can network, which is cool because he can track multiple willing people, their locations, their health status, and you know whether or not they're conscious which means my character can remotely get involved, which is cool because the workshop that I picked is a communications array. <laughs> I can connect to any, any communication source on the planet or any planet that we're near. Another th- skill that I get from Technocrat, I start the game with an artificial intelligence. The artificial intelligence is an NPC character that I control, and his name or its name is Web-Based Artificial Digital Entity known as Wade and his personality profile is snarky and curious.
3: <laughs> Wade is also We're all flipping off Chad right
0: now. <laughs> Wade is also an inside joke from the past couple of games that we have played together. He's fun to play guys. Come on. <laughs> we got to have Wade. Wade. All right. And so uh, the assets I have, uh, Class 0 clothing, I wear a rugged jacket over my Class 2 mesh weave connected jumpsuit. My jumpsuit counts as armor, and it can wirelessly connect to computer systems, diagnose problems, and I can hack through my jumpsuit, which is very odd. And I have like a little uh, headset piece with an AR visor. And goes across it. I think it looks pretty cool. I will try to do a good job describing it in the game. And finally, Christy, yes. tell us about your character.
4: I am playing Ren, who comes from an impoverished background, so her origin is impoverished. From there, she gets the Scrappy Skill, which gives a plus one to the metal Stat. The careers that I chose for her are augmented and explore and from those she gets stronger, harder and survival.
0: And augmented is also in far beyond humanity.
4: Assets that she's starting off with she's starting off with a machete that's concealed and penetrating, a shotgun which with a shock attachment and rugged armor that is tough and mesh weave. So it looks like regular
0: fabric. So I really like the the shotgun that doubles as a cattle prod. Yes, it's pretty cool. All right, okay. So those are our characters. Uh, the next thing that we do is we talk about uh, oh, what kind of game are we going to play? Like, are we going to we can we have the option uh, in Far Beyond Humanity? We have the option of taking a group career, like we all focus on something. For example, we could all take the group career academic, and we're all a bunch of space scientists <laughs> doing things. That sounds like us, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Sure. Or you could, we could all take the military background. We all serve in some kind of galactic navy.
1: <laughs> no.
0: No? Okay. Getting a lot of laughs there. <laughs> uh Clandestine, we can all be a, a group of stealthy people that, that do things like that. Commercial, we could be all about wealth, comfort, and trade. We could be space merchants, basically. Uh, let's see. Personality, oh, like this. Personality, we can all be a crew of celebrities oh, God. Uh, on our own reality TV show or something like that. That would be bad. We could be scoundrels. We do underhanded things for money, uh, mostly trying to enrich ourselves and stay one step ahead of the law. We can be starfares. We just fly the the free space of the galaxy and just do what we want. So what appeals to you all?
4: One thing I think we need to consider is how ethical we are.
0: Oh,
1: that's a good one.
2: Ethics. That's cute, right? Entol has a few moral gray areas, but by and large, he's going to be a straight shooter. He wouldn't be too down with making people suffer for no reason.
0: That's okay. He's a straight guy. Oh, I didn't mention my uh, one of my character's assets. Uh, I forgot the class one firearm. I carry a stun pistol because I don't like to kill, but I'll stun somebody. That's
4: okay. I'll take care of that. Something like leverage might be.
0: Like we're we're a bunch of like criminals that get hired to do things. Ex criminals that are helping. Ex. Okay. Ex cons or current cons for
4: the gray areas. Oh,
0: operate in the gray areas. Ooh, that's okay. That's in the shadows.
4: Well, for Mm -hmm.
0: where we run to,
4: it would be for the greater good. Somebody's greater good, not necessarily ours. Greater, greater good. Our greater
0: good. Our greater good.
4: good. Yeah.
0: I am the greater good.
3: That's
0: right. My evening is in danger. So, if if we want to do operate in some kind of gray legal area, why do we have a pharmacy rep on board? As a cover. Drugs. Mm, (laughs) Drugs. And drugs. Well, drugs are nice. I mean, nobody's going to argue with that.
1: But, yeah,
0: we need a cover. We need, like, a... (laughs) Not many.
2: Can't (laughs) solve it. Put it like this. I'm willing to do bad things to... Like governments and people and like corporations, not people. That's where my guy, that's where Intel mm-hmm. comes from. Do things for the little guy. Yeah. And if the government's good, he's not going to mess with them. Or if the corporations, you know, like a charitable, okay. fil- philanthropic corporation, I'm not going to mess with say that, that.
4: Ren is very much against corporations, wealthy people, um, very, because of our upbringing, very bad taste in our mouth for those okay. types of
0: folks. Okay. I think it, it. It sounds like it'd be fair to say, like maybe everyone would be happy with a game where we travel the stars just to kind of not be tied down, not be beholden to anything.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. Okay.
0: And we have a pharmacy rep to. <laughs> so so we all stay legit, drugged up. You
4: know.
0: So uh, and and some appearance of legitimacy.
1: Right.
0: He, he he can bring in income.
1: Yeah. Here we go. That's legitimate. All Other right. And everything else, we can just you know.
0: Okay. So, like, between jobs, he can sell space Zoloft. Alright. Alright. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so, oh, also, one of other questions that I had, and, you know, like, some leading questions that might tell us a little bit more about the technology of the galaxy that we're going to be playing in, but, for example, Kim is playing a psychic character. Uh... Let me see. Mr. Skeptic Pharmacy Rep over here. Why are psychics feared and must hide in this galaxy?
3: I don't know what you're talking about. Psychics don't exist.
0: Okay. So psychics must be so rare that the average population doesn't know about them. Okay. We'll go with that. AI. So my character has an AI, and I was thinking my character was running for some reason related to the AI. Are AIs legal in this galaxy? Illegal? Do they have rights? Let's talk about that.
2: Well, the last well, two time. times they weren't <laughs> even considered giving rights. They destroyed entire planets. They went on an ethnic cleansing because you know flashbacks can't
0: be trusted to govern themselves. So, so legal but
3: restricted.
0: Legal but restricted. So like no they have real
3: rights, and... but except for they're allowed to not kill things.
0: Okay, like they have to have some kind of limitations in their programming. A kill switch. A kill switch. Okay. Like a code or something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, AIs exist. Are they common? Like, do you find them anywhere? Or just on, like, the super expensive naval vessels, for example? Or corporate entities? It would have to be
1: something in the
0: advanced realm. Right. You know, it couldn't okay. be...
1: Nobody's going to be making AI in an impoverished place, you know?
0: Okay. So, not something easily available. So, like, my yeah. character didn't get this AI from a store. He did something possibly illegal to get this AI. Yes. Okay. Which could be yeah. why he's running. That works for me. Okay. In any massive civilization that, that relies on commerce, trade, and near unlimited growth, there has to be some kind of class that does all the work. Whether it be slaves, whether it be droids, whether it just be clones, replicants, for example. So is there, is there a class like that in this world? I'd say definitely. Definitely? Mm-hmm. Okay. The um, human slaves, manufactured slaves, mechanical slaves, if you will.
1: Well, if we've got impoverished and brutal backgrounds and we're in perhaps a more war-torn part of the galaxy... No, it makes sense
3: to me. Okay. I don't know. We
2: had
0: droids doing our manual labor where I grew up.
1: Yeah.
0: Love you. Mmm. You came there from you the down fancy down. part of the galaxy. Yeah, not yeah. where
1: I grew up. It was humans.
2: Slackers, build robots.
0: So <laughs> So droids are for the rich.
4: We were so poor that cannibalism was part of our economy.
0: Oh my goodness. That's pretty serious. It's so a fine meal. I mean, if you can catch them. <laughs> So, uh, Most mm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, so of it was voluntary.
0: Voluntary cannibalism.
4: Selling your limbs.
0: Interesting. Does your character He's have like all of her per- is that why you're cybernetic? Could be. Interesting. Okay. Wow. I've I think I'm learning more about you guys in this game than in the
3: (laughs) three years we've
0: played together. That's real interesting. Okay, so now the next part of the game, and some would argue uh, the most important part of the game, is faction creation. We have a galaxy. We have a starting ship. We have people on the ship. Now we need to know the context of the world that we're playing in. Typically, the, the, the creation rules... Say, every player at the table creates a faction, and then there's some kind of interplay between them, and that makes the world alive. Keep in mind that when you create a faction, everyone starts with debts owed to certain factions. You can choose factions you owe debts to, you can be independent, and it can just be a random array of debts, or you can specifically be a member of a certain faction.
1: Flossie has two factions in her background. Okay. Okay. Um, there's the, the military force, um, that her family was a part of, and then there's also the faction that conquered her base. Okay. So, so there's already two opposing factions in existence.
0: What we could do is you flesh out one faction, you, you describe one faction and one of us, I'm sure will come up with a faction that, that could be at odds with that other faction. So, oh, and if, anybody, if I caught anybody off guard with this, there is a random chart for faction creation. Just to kind of like three descriptors that would describe a faction and we can kind of take it from there if you don't already have one in mind.
2: Is it factions or is it races?
0: Uh, that, is a, that can be either. It can be both. Okay. You can have one faction that is an empire of an alien species. Okay. If you wanted to. So we'll, we will talk about that. So, uh, but in order to create a faction though, the faction must have these four things. They have to have might. This faction has to have the resources at its disposal to defend itself and harm others that threaten it. Uh, it has to have reach. Its power should extend across many worlds, not just a planetary thing. It has to be multiple planets, Uh, It has to have structure. In order to effectively coordinate its countless assets, the factions need some form of social structure or hierarchy. Uh, And finally, it has to have an ideology. It has to have a purpose, a goal to pursue, or an ideal to uphold. It can range from the far-reaching, such as colonize all worlds, to the immediate loot and pillage. To the inscrutable, and the example here is prepare the galaxy for the coming of the void. Or, to the horrific, devour the flesh of lesser peoples. Sounds like (laughs) you're playing. But that's just a planet thing. Let's go around, everybody create a faction, and it has to have these four things. Uh, Kim, you want to get us started, since you're the hostess with the mostest?
1: All right. Uh, So... Uh, Flossie's parents were in the Union Space Corps.
0: Union Space Corps. The Union
1: Space Corps on her home base, called the Omega Terminus Base.
0: Hmm, okay. So, Union Space Corps is a faction. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, tell us a little bit about its structure and ideology.
1: So, they are the unifying military force defending that particular section. Okay. Of the galaxy.
0: Okay. So it's a, a the military. Good the good guys. At quote least, unquote.
1: you know, as far as they're concerned.
0: Okay. So they're a military faction. Yes. That governs one quadrant of space. Yes. Okay. we That's good for now. Uh, let's see. James. Do you have a faction in mind? I have the, the Unidor. Unidor.
2: Yeah. And they're not a race. They're a group that is hunting a specific race. Oh. Okay. the The same race that uh, my symbiote is. Oh, that, wait, the Skrental, they're hunting that race specifically?
0: Okay, so they're hunting your race?
2: Yes. Okay. But because they can't, like, nobody knows without, like, thorough medical examination or anything, they often pop up just doing raids on ships that they think host one of these
3: symbiotes.
0: Interesting. The okay. What uh, structure do they have? Is it, like, a military type structure? Or is it. Military a cult? Mixed, mixed with a lot of religious beliefs, a zealous military. Okay. Uh, a militant order. okay. Yeah. Religious. Yes. Okay. So what's their religious motivation to wipe out your species? So the symbiotes have like
2: the, the, the Shental or Scrantal, sorry, um, have an, like a very extensive lifetime, uh-huh. like millennia upon millennia, and uh-huh. they accumulate knowledge. Okay. That's kind of what they do. And with that much knowledge, they figure they would be able to map out what they need to do to bring about the end of times.
0: So they want to bring the end times. Yes. And they think that your species is the key to that. Yes. Interesting. That's pretty good. Okay. Steve.
3: Uh, The basic idea of my fashion is a pharmaceutical company.
0: A a corporation.
3: A a corporation. Oh,
0: okay. What's Uh, the name?
3: Megatri Pharmaceuticals. Mega? Tri.
0: T-R-I. T-R-I? Yes. Okay. Pharmaceuticals. Okay, so they're a corporation. What is their, well, this may be a silly question, but what is their ideology? What is their purpose? They're, I mean, profit, but
3: also they, they preach galactic health and wellness.
0: Okay. Price. Okay. I think they want to have the monopoly on galactic health. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Now that it is my turn to come up with a faction, I'm going to use the random chart, see if I can come up with something. So using this chart here, so I roll, let's see. So the first descriptor, let's see, I got a two, so it's that one and a five. So the first word I have is rapacious. Interesting. I have a rapacious merchant. Oh, Lord. Repracious Merchant Alliance. Sounds like pirates to me. Got one for you. Okay. So, do you have a name in mind, Kim?
1: Uh, the name I came up with is
0: The Order of Fear. The Oh, wow. The Order of Fear. That conquered
1: my base.
0: Space pirates. Those sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. Probably the largest faction of space pirates, since they have the might to defend themselves, the reach to cover multiple worlds.
1: And to take over an entire military base. Yeah,
0: I heard they're a bunch of pump-ass yeah. bitches. <laughs> to
3: to, <laughs> to take over... pharmaceuticals yeah. denies all involvement with the success of the, uh, <laughs> well, Space we pirate.
0: All right. <laughs> and, uh, Christy, your yes. faction.
4: Um... I'm not quite sure i i don't have one in mind but something that might make sense would be whoever got her off of her planet
0: okay do you want to let's um, do some random rolls
4: sure
0: okay so roll oh, first of all roll those two so we got the first is a 6 and a 1 so brutal is the first word roll again we got two and three. A brutal authoritarian... Roll again. Oh, wow. That's very three pleasant. and a one. A brutal authoritarian society. Sounds like a collective of bounty hunters.
2: That makes sense that people would, you know, just offer their arms up for payment to be, you know,
0: cannibalized. It fits. But that... <laughs> no, that's what she was leaving. Yeah. Not what wow. rescued her. Oh. Well, that's pretty cool. So, like, brutal authoritarian, like a dictatorship.
4: But why I, why would I go with them? Because that's basically where I was living.
2: Did you go with them, or did they drive you away?
0: Did they take you?
4: Well, the planet was dying, so it would have been a rescue. So or, either... Or taking an escape. Either or... a humanitarian thing, or... Well... It, slavery.
0: It, it, maybe. That? Could be slavery. Could be, you know, come with us or die with the rest of your planet. It could have been they offered you... Like, yeah. it may have been a brutal society, but they valued you and treated you with more respect than they normally we would have. a skill
2: we want. We can get you out of this shithole. You survive this long, you
0: show promise. You could make us money. We could try rolling again.
4: Um... No, let's go with. We can go with the slavery part.
0: Slavery? Yeah, because oh. you
4: would not go with somebody like that. Okay, long. so
0: they enslaved you. What? Okay, so let's come up with a name for a but then brutal. I don't
4: know why. I would owe them. I okay. guess I would. You're working owe them on, life debt. <laughs> you're
3: working on buying your way out of indentured servitude. Bounty hunting is a good gig for that. You're going to make some free, some easy money. Well yeah it makes yeah right.
1: they can send you off after the people they don't like, mm-hmm. and that's how you're buying your freedom,
0: okay sounds interesting, so we need a name what's a good name what's a good what's a good name that that says like brutal or authoritarian or we take slaves v a
4: <laughs> <laughs> hmm
0: Enslaved by the VA.
2: going to let us die. The, the Wind
0: crushers? Well, I think the Reavers are taken. The Starburners. <laughs> the what? Starburners. Starburners. Star mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Christy? The unseen. The unseen. I don't know. Ooh, the Blood Moon Empire.
3: None of that is taken. Is it? Let's check. I can't.
4: I don't. I don't.
0: I don't care. I don't care? Okay. I can't
4: think of names uh, off the top of my head. Okay,
0: that's fine. So let's come up with a good one. Unseen Assembly. The Unseen Assembly?
1: plan of something?
0: The... Mm-hmm. You know, well, I think the Unseen sounds good. What do you guys think? Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with it? We're, we're going to go with it. The Unseen. So we have a military. We have a religious army, we have a corporation, we have space pirates, and a brutal society. Interesting. That is our galaxy. And so, with five factions, oh, we have to declare allegiance. The first thing you have to do is decide whether or not your character is independent or owes allegiance to a faction. If your character is independent, You divide three debts between one, two, or three factions. So it can be completely at random factions.
2: I didn't create the faction that I would owe a debt to, but he would be loyal to. Like his people, essentially. So You what? I didn't create his people as a faction. Can I still owe them a debt?
0: Okay, so that would just mean that your people aren't strong enough to have their own faction, but they Mm -hmm. have their own worlds and such. But you can owe allegiance to another faction for whatever reason. Like, there's a, a military that protects the galaxy. But just just think about it for a minute. So you can owe three debt to one faction, divide it up between two or three if you're independent. If you have sworn allegiance to a faction, you gain three debt with that faction, but you also have one favor with that faction. So you have to pay off your debts, but you can trade favors in for a huge boon in the game. So you can be independent and owe debt to anybody you want, or you can be aligned with a faction and be in pretty good with them. Kim, we'll start with you.
1: I think that it's definitely possible that the Order of Fear would have found her on her base and perhaps put her to work.
0: Okay. You could have three debts to that faction plus one favor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's she's certainly certainly not loyal loyal to them. Well, that's That's fine. fine. You don't have to be loyal to who you're aligned to. You owe allegiance to James. Hmm. Any ideas on faction and debts? Hmm. Not Not really. really. (laughs) (laughs) So, sounds like your character would be independent. So, within your travels, you ended up owing debts to one, two, or three factions. People who helped you out of jams.
2: Okay. Okay. That would make sense. sense.
0: Okay, so, who would they be? Um, let's, let's
2: say there's, there's a smuggling crew that helped, um, the symbiote before he was joined. Okay. Currently, helped him get out of a sticky spot. Okay. Um, so, so I don't know, is, is it, is it, it whole, would have to be whole factions? Yes. Yeah. So, so it would be, uh, be uh, uh, we'll say, uh, say there's a uh, group of altruistic smugglers out there. Okay. Sure there are, um... I don't
0: know what the name of them Well, I mean, they would be aligned with one of the factions that we just described. I mean, they could be smugglers that work within that military structure, they could be space pirates, um, good hearted space pirates. The, the space, space pirates took a contract to, contract to, a, to, to, get, to him. get him out. Okay. And so, so he them,
2: and then two uh, to the medical company, two so to
0: the pharmaceuticals. Yeah.
2: Interesting. They've, They've given him a, a few meds, meds the over the years to help him. For how the scenarios were with, with uh, some, of some of the complications, complications
0: from joining. Interesting. Okay. So the the joining process isn't always easy? No. Okay. Uh, let's see. Steve, let me guess.
3: I'm just going to be aligned to Megatribe 2. Okay. I will owe my okay. debt, but I will be able
0: to All right. And Christy, are you going to owe allegiance to the unseen? No. Okay. They sound
4: like horrible
0: people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, they do. No, so I'll probably be
4: independent.
0: okay. So uh, three deaths to up to three factions.
4: Okay, I really I don't
3: I don't
0: know. All right. So just just think about it. Chew on that, and we let's see we did the factions. So next. We talk about the ship. We need a spaceship. We need to design the ship. Question that I have: So, in some you know science fiction media, you have spaceships that have wings for some odd reason. Atmospheric flight. Yes, for atmospheric flight. But you also have ships that are more blocky looking, that are more you know equipped for space travel. They have the fancy looking ones. They got the clean, shiny ones. What does our ship look like?
1: We're going to be landing, so we need to be able to.
0: uh, We have a shuttlecraft uh, for that. That's true. We We do have two ships.
1: I I think it would be wise, based on what I know of this group, to have a ship that can take off and land from (laughs) the
0: planet. Just saying. Okay. Technically,
3: so we have two shuttlecraft. We could have essentially a floating space dock with a work drive on it There's a shuttlecraft attached to. It. It's got the, it's basic life support and travel between, you know, some very limited crew quarters. You know, live limited spaces. When we need to go on planet, we have an armed attack. Excellent redundancy. I think that the ship itself should be able to
1: land.
0: And that the pods should be redundant. Okay. Yeah. So, does our ship look, I, I don't know, like like expensive and shiny and graceful? Or Man. is it more like a, like near the end of its life, constantly has to be patched up? things Function over
1: form of quality machine.
0: The other thing is workstations. So, everybody has a workstation that they add to the ship. Kim, you're giving us crawl spaces and, and hiding spots uh-huh. James you're giving us a navigation suite That's true, so right. we have navigations Steve you're giving us a science lab mm-hmm. I am giving everyone a communications hub in the ship and Christy Rugged rugged. rugged yes the, the ship rugged. is rugged our ship can take a beating alright it can with, actually it can withstand severe environmental effects Perfect. Which is good when it goes planet side,
4: exactly. goes
0: through an asteroid field,
4: or, or, an or, orphanage.
0: or an orphanage, or an orphanage. You, you mispronounced orphanage.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm noticing a theme here. All right, <laughs> so everybody provides a workspace on the ship, but there's also basic uh, spaces that every ship has that we would definitely have. For example, we always have. Let me see here. We all we have a, obviously we have a kitchen and a galley where we eat. There's cramped crew quarters. There's a helm. There's a cargo bay and uh, engineering, which is attached to the engines. So that's just so we all know what the ship has. Now, this is the most important part of creating a spaceship. We gotta. This may take a long time, but we have to come up with a really good name for the ship. The Irritated Badger, naturally. I'm down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's four to one. We're seriously naming the ship the Irritated Badger. Okay. Yes, we are, Wade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. If you want Fair to Wade, enough. We
2: get honey
3: badgers.
0: That's
2: right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your ship's Honey Badger
0: One, mine's Honey Badger Two. Oh That's my right. God. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, the ship, for you listening at home, the ship is called the Irritated Badger. And the shuttles are Honey Badger 1 and Honey Badger 2.
2: They have call <laughs> signs,
0: not names. School. cool. Ooh, okay, sorry. Call signs. <laughs> HB2. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah.
0: IB. Oh, my goodness. Okay. IB1, IB2. Well. I like
1: it. I like it. Well, this is,
0: well, is going to be interesting. No, 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 actually. HB2.
1: Yeah.
3: IBA, IDB, all the way until we get to IBS.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew it. I knew there'd be an IBS You're joke.
3: <laughs> <syndrome>? <laughs> I like it.
0: I think that's pretty much all we need to do. Uh, we'll we'll tie up some loose ends before we actually start playing the game. And I, that's it for us. With that is the end of episode zero. And y'all, we all just created the universe. Thank
1: you for listening to the Chaotic Goodness podcast. Special thanks goes to Sean Gomez for the creation of Uncharted Worlds and permission to explore them. For more information, please visit uncharted-worlds.com. We would like to thank Peace Loving Games for their support, Another Dead Weirdo on Reddit for the stellar intro tunes, and Art by Sulfuric on Facebook for our logo and website banner design. Connect with us on Facebook at the Chaotic Goodness Podcast page and on Twitter at chaotic underscore podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, send us an email at contact at com or message us through social media. If it tickles our gray matter, we might just use it on the air.